The general atmosphere is very Macbethish. What has or is about to happen? What is he talking about? Macbeth. We know you. We've seen you like this before. Is it over or is it just beginning? Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Chuck Williams. Joining me in Nebraska is Brendan Williams. Brendan, how you doing, man? Just trying to keep up. Every <laughs> every week, I think it can't get crazier. And every week, I think man. that's been your intro phrase for like ten episodes it's, or something. It it's the catchphrase. It, We're gonna put it on a yeah, T-shirt. Exactly. <laughs> every week, I don't think it can get crazier, and yeah. it just keeps getting crazier. It's my yeah. Well, and speaking of crazy, the weather's getting wild in the South, and joining us in Arlington, Texas, as usual, is the great Matthew Hodges. Matt, how you doing, man? Oh, we're doing fine. You know, it, it sprinkled a little bit today. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of wind, but then I'm in, you know, the DFW area, so I don't think this hurricane's going to hit us super hard well, here. I mean, if it does, then, you know, I think people who deny climate change are going to have to revisit their models a little bit. Well, sure. But if you want to do some real citizen journalism, you might need to get those water wings on. Take a little <laughs> drive down to Galveston, right? <laughs> so, well, happy 50th, everybody. Uh, yeah, 50th episode. That's right. That's right. The big 5 0. I'm feeling pretty old. <laughs> Almost half a century. I guess half a century. Yeah, we've been doing this for 50 years. It right? feels like it. It feels like we've been doing this for a long time. In, tr- in Trump years, yeah. it's 50 years. I know That's Brendan's right. hair has gone almost completely white at this point. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I had hair when we started this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it was a long time ago. I think the first section of the episode here is just us trying to cover all the Trump news we can, which is a lot. A lot right. of Trump. News I mean, going it's on. like you we you know we get together every week and we're like, man, what happened this week? Yeah. And then we talk for, you know, you just can't. You're like, oh my god, this happened and yeah, this it's happened just an and this happened. Of topics every single week, yeah. you, you can't get to all of it. Absolutely. So we talk Trump news, and then you know we also talk a little bit about, you know, this this movement of people trying to kind of publicize and expose. Uh, people who were at the, these white supremacist Nazi rallies and leak their information online and try to get them fired, basically. Right. Absolutely. We talk about that, and that kind of brings us into the more regional aspect of the show in the second portion of the show. And um, that's definitely something that I encountered over the weekend this week up in Nebraska. And, um, and Matt, you had some local news as well that we get into, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, there's a lot going on with voting rights and voter suppression in texas and you know that's right in our wheelhouse to to talk about so um yeah it's it's going to be good to discuss that a little bit and then we've got a whole mix of high notes i think um yeah we've got you know a a couple of stories that that kind of stuck out to us as being kind of positive and interesting this week and then 
we've got a special treat, some old voices uh, from the show to pop on and talk about our 50th episode. So I can't wait. That's right. That's right. Well, we don't have to wait any longer because it's starting right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a controversial uh, last 24 hours for this White House. Everything from the president following through on that plan to ban transgender service members from the military to pardoning Sheriff Joe Arpaio, who's become a lightning rod in the debate over immigration in this country. He's been accused of racial profiling and discrimination. The president issuing that pardon, but already receiving a lot of pushback for taking these steps as much of the nation, much of the media, of course, is consumed by focusing on this hurricane. Even Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer accusing the president of using the hurricane as cover. So yeah, it'll be uh, exciting for people in like Houston and Galveston as this storm comes through. I mean, they've been saying for a while that what Donald Trump hasn't had to deal with yet is an actual test of his executive capabilities in an emergency. And yeah, we're in mm-hmm. hurricane season now. We've got a big-ass storm rolling in. So his executive capabilities are, can I make it so that no Mexicans get any relief during this? <laughs> it's like, right. Can I just give aid to the people that can prove they're white? Yeah, they're just gonna all of the all of the emergency blankets that they hand out will be uh, the electoral college map printed <laughs> right. on one of those like NASA space blankets. I think he's gonna just say like, look, if we build the wall and then we just keep it going on the ocean like that, it will protect us. Like right. we <laughs> need to build the wall. Just build it higher. And, you know, the wall just got 10 kilometers higher. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Hurricanes. <laughs> Are you using the metric system? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, that gives him way too much credit. Good, Matt, good I'm sorry. I've got to report you now. <laughs> you're you're getting a little bit too cosmopolitan with, with your measurements. With your measurements. <laughs> this is my, yeah, this is my cosmopolitan science bias. That's right. I'm surprised Trump hasn't, like, done the thing that, like, old English kings used to do where he's like, A foot is now how big my actual foot is. Like, it's a Trump foot. (laughs) We're switching everything over to Trump furlongs. It's the new measurement system in America. Everyone. Trump furlongs sounds like an urban dictionary, (laughs) like, fictional sex act. (laughs) I don't want to think about it. Nope. (laughs) Should we talk about how uh, Trump said he was going to shut the government down if he didn't get the wall paid for or whatever? Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) I actually laughed out loud in my car when he said that. Well, why isn't my thing is, why isn't he shutting down Mexico's government? I thought they were the ones that were supposed to come up with this payment plan. I'm sure he's confused as to why he isn't capable of doing that. Shut that down. Yeah, well, Don't once shut we up. shut our government down, you know, <laughs> right. Mexico, they're, they're next to get shut down yeah. because of the repercussions. So he's just he's playing the long game, man. You forget that he's playing the eighth dimensional Parcheesi or whatever. That's right. <laughs> eighth dimensional Pokemon. <laughs> so I would play the shit out of that game, by the way. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> He, he's totally going off the deep end, feuding with Mitch McConnell over Twitter, just about nothing, just still about healthcare. It's like, just let it go, man. Like, mm. you're not doing yourself any favors when you need to pass this bill. Like, I mean, do you think Trump is under the impression that if he shuts the government down, that people will like that? Like, does he think this is a winning issue for him to be like, I'm going to shut the government down over just whatever, over anything, yeah, well, over the wall, over, you know, whatever I feel like. Well, yeah, I think he does because he gets that, you know, that packet, that briefing every day about how much people love him and all of the 
positive press coverage. I think that he's that actually guy, in that guy quit this little echo chamber now where he thinks that most people are really approving of the job that he's doing and that, you know, all of the, you know, basically the only people who disagree with him work at CNN and the New York Times. And right. that's just not true. I mean, the 538 article that came out about his approval ratings uh, had some pretty stark lessons that you know are never going to make it to his desk. But yeah, shutting the government down is never a popular move. Nobody wants that to happen. All sorts of agencies that people rely on close down and they can't access their government health insurance. They can't visit their fucking federal park. Here's what I was going to say. The, uh, this dude resigned recently. His uh, official title was the White House Rapid Response Director. That's what it was. Okay. And apparently his job was to uh, spot, encourage, and distribute positive stories about Trump. Wow. And he is like, he's making like $90,000 a year to what? just share positive Trump news from the White House <laughs> as an official position. Dude. And he's like, I can't do it anymore. I, can't, I just can't. Dude, I have to give up. For $90,000 a year? I would absolutely do that job for $90,000 a year, but I would try to slip in the occasional article from like the onion just to see if he noticed i bet this dude was getting <laughs> like the most personal scrutiny of his job performance <laughs> from president trump oh versus anyone in the entire administration i mean he this guy he was looking at his work output on like a minute by minute basis almost <laughs> right. i'm sure well yeah because he needed that that briefing right before animal crackers and nap time in the afternoon yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. ninety thousand dollars like that's that's not a terrible job but you'd have to pay me way more than that to do that job. Well, ninety thousand uh, dollars living in DC. Oh, isn't, absolutely. You know, that yeah, I mean, far. if he's living in like you know Oklahoma or Wyoming or whatever, like yeah, that's uh, dude, great. Dude, you're balling but, like, out of control with that. <laughs> you know? But yeah, in the largest metro area, you know, in the country, in the in the eastern <laughs> megalopolis, that's not going as far as as you might think here in the plains. I mean, back to the wall real quick. It's always about the wall. Huckabee Sanders today in a press conference, yeah. one of the reporters was like, well, he campaigned on Mexico paying for it, and now he's threatening to shut the government down to make them pay for it. Um, what's the deal there? And she's like, well, he's just that intent on the safety and security of this country, and we've seen down there that the wall works. It's like, okay, if you've seen that the wall works then you probably don't need a wall because there has to already be an existing wall there. Well, also, like... Or you're lying. I care so much about the safety and security of America. That I will that shut I'll, the I'll government shut down. down. <laughs> I yeah. will fire everybody, everybody yeah. who works for security and, you know, all that. Like, yep. just go home for a while, guys. Like, <laughs> yep. it's just too unsafe in here for you guys to be around. Well, speaking of security, isn't it the Secret Service is about to run out of money Watch for Trump detail? Yeah, I think they've blown through all of their funding at this point, all of their funding for the fiscal year, because they're literally having to rent like golf carts every right. weekend that go straight back into the Trump organization. Yeah. He gets rich off of it. It's br well, it's not brilliant because it's not like nobody's ever thought of doing that before. Everyone just realized that you can't do that and you normally get in trouble for it. <laughs> right. right. So. I mean, it technically is illegal. I think, for him to be doing it. Now, I guess you have to take the emoluments clause to court or something. Or, I mean, I guess the emoluments clause is only for, like, foreign... Yeah, that's all about foreign governments and stuff. 
there is a federal statute against exactly that kind of conflict of interest. It just doesn't apply to the president. And that was never a problem before because we always elected people who at least had the good sense to know that it was bad optics to be personally enriching yourself while you're in the in the office. But right. he doesn't care. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is just so absolutely crazy that at the same time that he'll be like, we need money for this wall. The budget's out of control. Like we need tax reform. We need to beef up spending on the military and all that. But also, you know, hey, what's a couple hundred thousand dollars back into my own pocket for golf cart rental fees? Right. You know, Mar-a-Lago mm. parking. Right. Trump Tower, Secret Service room rentals. You know, why not? You and know? everyone's like, that man is doing this job and not taking a pay. He's not accepting any <laughs> right. money because he's that much of a patriot. And then it's like all this money's coming right. in. Oh, dude, he has business. to be making way, 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 way more than he would ever make in his salary as president. Oh, yeah. He's making way more in profits from his resorts and his hotels. The Trump Hotel that's like literally like across the block from the White House. Sure. Every Trump official stays there. Every foreign person that comes to visit him stays there. They did that study where they showed they like tripled their rates like after the inauguration. Man. Right. And they're like, well, hey, it's just it's just because it's busy right. now. You know, it's it's like These are we, peak, this is the peak season for the next four years. <laughs> right. It all just comes down to like, hey, that's what the free market, you know, will dictate. So when the when the government is paying for it. What I love is that all of this talk about, you know, divestment and stuff was going on before he was even inaugurated. And nobody ever talks about that now. You know, it's just like, nope, that's not going to happen. Just, it, it's just outrage upon outrage. Every time you pile on one of these stories about, oh, the the Trump administration is is literally charging ambassadors for um, like mints uh, on their pillows that are Trump branded, and like, well, you know, that's just that's just the new normal. That's just. You know, Trump's America. That's the art of the deal, baby. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, but except when Obama took an overseas trip, go give some speech in the Philippines or something like that, right. and took some Secret Service people with him, they were like, this is outrageous. Like, yeah. how low can one man stoop that he's just wasting <laughs> our tax dollars? Yeah. The nerve of this. Intoxicated with power, you know. <laughs> you get a taste, and it goes straight to your head. <laughs> Well, and what else this week? Uh, it looks like we're inching closer to a hashtag free Arpaio. The heavy possibility of him being pardoned. <laughs> I mean, that whole Arizona rally, he went up there, he ranted for like over 70 minutes. And <laughs> he said at one point, I was going to pardon Arpaio, but they told me it'd be too controversial. Yeah, so I'm I won't not mention his name. Today. I won't mention his name because I'm trying not to be controversial, okay? <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but you know what? I think he's going to be just fine. Wink, 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 wink. Dude, right. I listened to clips of that, that speech, if you can call it that, and it's just like the unhinged rantings of, you know. Yeah, it's just Fox News grandpa. I mean, we, we all have a relative like that. He sounded exactly the same. He just has a massive platform to do it. You know, he did name drop one person, though, specifically, um, tried to get General Kelly to come on the stage with him. And then Kelly either, like, didn't do it or wasn't even there. He's doing, like, the, <laughs> yeah. like, the mic. <laughs> yeah, he's giving him the, like, like the neck-chopping motion off stage. Oh, no. <laughs> Please stop. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he went all out. He was attacking everybody. I mean, the lies that he's telling at his rallies are getting at once more outrageous, but also just more easily disproven. Like, he was like, CNN won't even show this, like, while yeah, it's being they've broadcast. they've cut their broadcast CNN. feed. <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's like, CNN won't even show the crowds. Like, wow, they're doing a giant panning shot of the crowd. It's absolutely nuts that he would just lie. And he doesn't even care. Like, he tweeted, like, there was 15,000 people there. Including this black guy behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Who happens to be, like, from a cult or whatever that believes that Cherokee Indians are starting a race war. Gods2.com or whatever. I don't know. Don't go there because you'll get, like, 30 viruses or whatever. (laughs) Seriously. Put a condom on your mouse, I mean, on it your is, hard drive. It is pretty smart, Chuck. I think you should start just going to every Trump rally and just hold like a giant liquid flannel sign. Liquid flannels him. for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the uh, if that's the attention we want. I liked all the mega hats reposting pictures of like look at like the lines around the block. People are pointing out that like things say like. Cleveland lock and key. Uh, right. They were posting like pictures of the of the Cavaliers uh, championship After they won party. The championship. <laughs> right. Literally, everyone's wearing like Cavs jerseys. <laughs> right. They're like orange and yellow in all the, right. in the photo everywhere. Um, but it doesn't matter because the Trump fans will just eat it up anyway. All these folks from Arizona are saying like, "Yeah, we don't have that kind of tree in Phoenix. Like that that kind of tree just doesn't even grow here. How does it's anyone believe this? Different climate. Right. When you have to post." pictures of cleveland to be like hey look how great we're doing it's it's cleveland that's not a good that's not a good place to be in but this is straight out of the playbook i mean it's just like them doctoring up photos of like antifa beating up police when it was like in greece like <laughs> right. years ago yeah sure and they're like dude this is antifa you know in burbank california right. they <laughs> you just know? you know badly photoshop like an antifa flag or on the back of his jacket right like they're like a gang from like greece or like <laughs> greece west side story or, or whatever the like, warriors or yeah. whatever <laughs> they're just all their antifa leather jackets like oh welcome to the antifa crew bro racing for <laughs> right. pinks well that's like the uh they were circulating this fake uh, Antifa like handbook that was such a ridiculous. I almost want to believe that it was made up by some leftist and then circulated to right wingers to trick them, um, not the like mock up that the right wingers made to circulate to <laughs> convince centrists because it was so bad. It was so on the nose, um, you know, talking about how like. What we're all about is um, recommissioning storage containers to bring over as many immigrants and refugees right. as possible. Um, the ones that we can't find a job where they can replace like a white cis male, we'll just give them an endless supply of federally funded like opioids and marijuana um, to you know keep them voting for us. Oh, yeah. Was that the fake one where they were like, we're Antifa. One of our stated goals is, is to just murder white children yep. as, as, like, <laughs> yeah, as much yeah, as totally. we can. It's like, wow. like, really? Like, I don't think I don't think anyone's <laughs> buying that one. But yeah. I guess Trump fans will. I, I mean, they'll buy anything. Yeah. They'll buy Trump's BS. So why not? I was going to say, even on the local Antifa scene, they had uh, tweets going out saying, guys, don't go to this Antifa Facebook page. This is totally fake. They're trying to get information from people. Yeah, they've got one for they've got one on Twitter too. But I'll tell you what, 
Trump fans won't buy. It's what Trump won't sell to kind of tile this up. He can go to Phoenix and rant for 70 minutes about just the most ridiculous, inane, made up bullshit. But when it came time to get voters, you know, on board with the Republican health care plan, he was nowhere to be found. He was hedging his bets. <laughs> when Obama was trying to pass the ACA, he was out there doing town halls. He was making appearances, selling the idea. And Trump won't do that. Well, right. And they're now they're saying like, well, healthcare is done for now. So it's all about tax reform. We we love tax reform. We want it. We should have done tax reform first anyway, because it's so much easier and so much better. And then you go to Trump and say, like, Trump, where what's uh, what's the status of your tax proposal? And he's like, oh, I don't think I'll really do one. Like, I'll just right. let them kind of figure that out Y'all you know, on their own you know the decisive leadership that his voters right. you know elected that leading <laughs> just saying like well whatever paul ryan wants yeah it'll be it'll be exactly the same thing with tax reform they'll float some plan and it'll look possibly unpopular i mean i'm just i'm I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to go out there too far and say that a Republican like Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell led tax reform plan is going to read poorly with regular people. But, you know, the, it'll get a little pushback and he'll just he'll just stay in the White House. He's not going to go out and try to sell that. Even if that was his strategy, which is like, look, I'm going to take a back seat to this one and just let Congress and the Senate work it out. You know, I think that's for the best. <laughs> right. Then don't go on Twitter and say, I hate Congress I, and McConnell, the Senate yeah. for failing so and, hard. And I have zero <laughs> confidence in my man, Mitch McConnell, who I'm sure is going to do a great job here and get what everybody <laughs> wants. You know, <laughs> like, it's like, come on, give me a break. Just It's absolutely crazy because it's it's clear that he's not planning or thinking about anything other than just whatever he feels like spouting off about at that very second. And we're seeing now that that strategy, it comes back to bite you in the ass when you need to work with these people. You need to work with Congress to get things done. You need to work with members of your own administration to get things done. And he can't even pretend to have a good working relationship with him where they're saying like he hasn't talked to Mitch McConnell for like months at this point, but he'll go on Twitter every day right. and say how much he hates him and then right. turn around and say, yeah, but you know, whatever his tax plan is like, I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, the guy started the job thinking that the, the phrase political capital literally just referred to Washington, DC. <laughs> right. Well, I love how, one of the last few times they did talk was on the phone and had this huge argument and he was yelling at Mitch McConnell and it was like profanity laced. And it was, you know, partly about the failure of being able to repeal Obamacare, but also because he thought Congress wasn't doing enough to protect him from the Russia investigation. And this is being reported out by like Republican sources close to the conversation. <laughs> So right. it seems like all the dude can focus on is Russia, which is all America can focus on, too. So, right. I mean, it's all good. Yeah, they I said guess, he, he but... called like 10 different senators to you yeah. know, yell at them to like stop the Russia investigation, right. yeah. including Mitch McConnell. <laughs> it's like stop the presses. Stop the press. Turn the machines back on. <laughs> it's becoming more and more unhinged every week, it seems like. We should almost have a section called, well, this was the evolution of news, and then just have it be like quick headlines for everything we missed after we record, because 
It just seems like in this administration, no, the speed of news is too fast for us amateurs. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Did yeah. you see that CNN clip where the lady was like, I'm just going to run down some of the like Trump headlines from the past two weeks. And it was like five minutes long. And she was like, I need to take a drink of water. <laughs> take a sip real quick. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like each one, like just one after the other. It's like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah. That was the craziest thing ever. Didn't think it would get crazier than that until an hour later. <laughs> she gets she gets vocal fried just from reading like the news. Well, that was about 20 minutes of kind of the, the national perspective. I wonder if we want to take a break and then come back around and do some stuff that's uh, more in our backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, sounds good. It has been a chaotic four weeks, even by these White House standards. So let's just all take a moment, just to remind you what has happened, incredibly significant events, one after the other. So in no particular order, President Trump fires his chief strategist, fires his chief of staff, hires a new communications director, fires him, publicly shames his attorney general multiple times, loses a health care bill, publicly shames the three Republicans who voted against it multiple times, bans transgender individuals from the military without telling the military, ticks off the Boy Scouts, makes up a phone call with said scouts, makes up another phone call with the president of Mexico, thanks Vladimir Putin for expelling Americans, hundreds of them, takes days to sign a bipartisan sanctions bill and then blasts Congress for making him sign it. Hold on a second. Sorry, this is long. Encourages police officers to be rough with suspects during arrests. Publicly shames the Republican leader he needs to get anything done uh, multiple times. He threatens North Korea with nuclear war. Tells Guam it'll help tourism. Threatens Venezuela with a military option. After a Nazi rally in which someone was murdered, the president blames both sides. After the backlash, cleans it up, denounces those white supremacists. But then hours later erases all of it and makes everything worse by again blaming both sides, saying there were fine people there. No, they weren't. They were Nazis. Publicly shames CEOs who abandon him, then loses two of his entire jobs councils after execs jump ship and gets condemnations from Democrats, Republicans, former presidents, world leaders, allies, his own staff and the Pope. And still, still has no regrets. Oh. Well, you guys are you guys are gonna love exactly yeah, what I'm well, gonna say because it's it's pretty ridiculous. So I love the uh, ridiculous. There was a huge controversy when Teen Vogue published an article that was like how to do anal. What? And people, of course, like freaked out. This is how you do <laughs> it. Sorry. But but then when they did an interview with the with the uh, the editor in chief. He was like, this is an important like issue for people to be educated right, about right. for it. Because if they're not going to get educated from like medical professionals that we're talking to for our story about like safety, they're going to get educated from some 15-year-old kid right. <laughs> who saw stuff on the internet and then said like, no, it's, it's the best. Everyone loves it. You know? It's so easy. Yeah. And, you know, it. Jesus said it was cool. Like, right. just watch this video, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so they're like, this is an important like health and safety issue, like to educate people about. How long ago was that? Oh, it was a couple months ago. It was okay. not that long ago. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, people freaked out though, and it was it's the same crowd that gets mad if you try to suggest anything other than abstinence only 
sex education. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. You know, which is, right. I mean, right. demonstrably a bad idea for exactly that same reason. Because it's going to be like, you know, Tommy Greenwell, like in your math class talking about like, oh, yeah, I, I totally had like my whole forearm up inside of her. And people are going to think that's what <laughs> sex looks like. Right. Or, yeah, they're just like, you know, MAGA hats on 4chan, you know, and that's where they li- that's where they learn everything. Oh, dude, speaking of MAGA hats, did you hear about those teenage girls that were wearing MAGA hats at Howard University. Oh, yeah, the historically black college. <laughs> right. And they're like, we didn't realize there were going to be so many black people there. Well, and and apparently yeah. they weren't even there on a visit. They were uh, they were on some no. other trip and they just stopped there to get lunch or something. But, you know, Dude, that's, you know that's a were... major failure of the, the chaperones on that trip. Not to say, like, look, you need to be, you know, culturally sensitive I'm sure it was more planned or scripted. Yeah, whatever. They were probably like filming it for their YouTube channel <laughs> or whatever, where they were like, "Watch this sick prank. We wear MAGA hats to right. a historically black college." It's like it's like baked Alaska being a a victim of mace, but still putting it up on his Periscope. You know, still streaming it. He's like, "What's my fam saying?" Right. You know, oh, so. absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, people do that all the time. Like, there was a dude who like dressed up as a Nazi and went to a Trump rally. And he was like, but I just went to show that, you know, people there were like, you shouldn't go away. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, so everybody's not, at, clearly they're not Nazis because they didn't want me to be dressed like a Nazi there. Uh, where social they, they were really, experiment. Yeah, social experiment. Jeez. Yeah, Just a prank, bro. I'm just a Nazi is in a prank. Yeah. Um, where they were literally just like, hey, man, like, we're Nazis, but like, we're on the down low about it. Like, you're doing <laughs> right. it too much, you know? <laughs> right. You're letting the cat out of the bag here. You know yep, what's really sad yep. about those MAGA hats is that, you know, you would think that it'd be worth getting one just as a collector's item, you know, because, like, down the road, that's going to be an important piece of history, except they're, like, mass-produced in China. There are a billion of them, so it's not going to be well, valuable at all. Especially if you get them from the street vendors <laughs> in D.C., like, almost those are almost definitely Man. coming from, you know, like, foreign-made materials for sure. Yeah, I, I could just imagine, though, like... 30 years from now on like antiques roadshow <laughs> where he's like oh this is a first you know first edition <laughs> maga hat printing signed yeah. you know this was a really tumultuous period mm-hmm. in America. a lot of people ended up burning these uh <laughs> right. you know later on <laughs> down the line in yeah. so quiet, there's not you know, as many of them left backyard <laughs> yeah. ceremonies <laughs> Some use these to filter their urine for drinking water. <laughs> yeah. you know, in the, in the dark times, it was a real know. Kevin Costner age. <laughs> so, oh man, uh, God bless the mega hat. <laughs> so, oh yeah, survival, survival urine filter mega hat for sure on sale now. Well, you know, uh, the local Antifa chapter here in Nebraska has been trying to track, or they're doing their best to try to track people's internet use in terms of looking for hate speech and stuff you know, like that and identify people and like that. yep yep absolutely so you know there's a guy up at uh university of nebraska lincoln that's been kind of exposed because evidently he also put no n-words allowed trump 2020 or whatever on the dry erase marker board on his door on his door. Well, jokes on something. him because no is itself an N word. So, right. <laughs> it's a double negative, so flip it around. Oh, dude, opposite day. Dude, he's just 
doing a social experiment to see if people know <laughs> yeah. the English language. Right. I'm sure um, that's what he'll say when he gets called out or whatever. Right. Like, it was just a prank, bro. Just like he'll just rip his shirt off like right. the kid at the rally right. or whatever. Well, like, there, and then there was a guy they were calling out from UNO that um, says that he's, I don't know what it is, a virilist or something, ventriloquist, <laughs> whatever it is. Wait, which one? <laughs> when you have a fascination with flags. Oh, a vexillologist. <laughs> vexillologist. <laughs> yes, yeah. dude. No, no he's a vexillologist. <laughs> so he's got like all these old school things and he goes by fashy mav and stuff, you know, nice. on dude, Twitter. I love the excuse of being like, dude, like. Are you a Nazi? Like, what's up with all these Nazi flags or whatever? He's like, I just love flag collecting, <laughs> yeah, you know? Dude, I love interesting flags. Yeah. These interest me. It's just incidental know? that they yeah. happen to be racist. Like, I don't right. know what you're impugning, sir. Free yeah. speech. I thought this was a free country. <laughs> well, I got a, a personal text this week um, that someone from a former job of mine was outed on there as a white nationalist part of uh that identity europa or whatever oh, yeah, have you nice. heard of those guys i mean they were involved in the yeah. charlottesville march oh yeah as one definitely. of the groups participating. well and the guy that founded it he goes to school like over in california somewhere and uh he was the dude that punched a girl at one of those rallies look i'm, I'm, I'm a, oh something. that guy oh, that yeah, like the, dreadlock the girl yeah but i was gonna say that i mean punching girls is not an uncommon denominator amongst these dudes no, of course not. Of course not. It's, it's called it's called gender equality. Maybe <laughs> you haven't heard of it, dude. I didn't realize that they were woke. Way to flip the tables right. there. It's, like they're like, it, it's the ultimate expression of feminism. Right. Equal rights, equal left. <laughs> that is a thing the that they face. say without any kind of irony. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy joined that group, and they had these pictures of him, and then today so i guess earlier in the week for the listeners he got fired from that job but also the person that reported him got fired as well so it's crazy that these dudes are just um there's people out there trying to hold them accountable and in some ways it's it's happening i don't know i don't know what to think of that yet so but but it was just really puzzling to me because this particular guy he hung out at my house all the time. I mean, not all the time, but he'd been over there several yeah. times. I mean, back in the day, you know, he would come and smoke with me and my roommate. And my roommate is Jewish, and he had no problem with us. And <laughs> What did you do sudden, to this dude, man? Seriously, dude, I did nothing. I am innocent. I did nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. It was just right. like... I, it's it really feels like he was radicalized online yeah. the same way that terrorists are you know he started he was believing in some conspiracy theories and then he went to a couple rallies where race realists were a couple of the big ones on the east coast and now he's he's full in wow. so it's a weird thing well man uh we were talking about it we were talking about it a little bit before the show you know i i don't have a problem with this sort of you know, naming and shaming that's going on with these people. I think it's good that people's coworkers know who they're working with, that people know who their neighbors are. Um, but Brendan had an interesting point about, you know, how the how the free market handles this. That, I mean, there's no, obviously we've got, you know, First Amendment, you know, super protections for free speech in this country. So basically the last recourse is for the market to decide, for companies right. or 
campuses to decide that like we just don't want to be associated with this ideology well and the thing is campuses have always had that power just within the school's code of conduct it's so easy to be able to just say dude that's that's outside the purview of the code of conduct here and you know that's the contract you sign up for pretty much yeah and I, i think it is funny that these people who espouse these right-wing values of the free market of the ultimate expression of Mm. capitalism of, you know, Hey, if it's, if it's profitable or whatever, you know, go yeah, for sure. it. It doesn't matter. The ethics. A lot of libertarian to then flip you know, around. cap philosophy going on with that crowd. Oh, absolutely. And then you flip it around and they also want the right for businesses to be able to not serve gays or not serve right. blacks or not serve Jews or Muslims or whatever to say or like we're a whites only business, you know, the flag immediately when they walk yeah, in right. the building. Yeah. But then if you flip it around and say like, well, we're a Nazis, no Nazis business. Like that's what our you know business says. So sorry. Bye. They're like, Hey, this is unfair. Right. You know, <laughs> this is me. You, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you get, you get all these people out there saying like, well, let's just punch Nazis in the face. And a lot of people are like, Hey, that's too far. And then right. you're like, okay, well, well, let's just tell everybody that they're they're Nazis and maybe they won't want to hang out with them anymore. Right. And they're like, well, that's too far too. Like you guys are being, well, so yeah, mean. everything, everything is too far for them because they want, they want absolute protection of speech without consequences for them. They're, they're more than happy to go after, you know, like I would take a single one of these, uh, I, I would take the, that Google guy more seriously. Um, talking about, you know, like fired for truth. If he also was out there standing up for Colin Kaepernick, you know? Yeah. Right. Or for women to, like, get a scholarship to a coding program at a university or something. But he's like, nah, it's a waste of time. Yeah. You know? Their brains just won't develop into the right fit, <laughs> for what I know. No, but my point is that, right. you know, they're, they're happy to defend other people's rights of free expression and free association until it reflects on them negatively and they always take the wrong lesson from it. It's like, see, I'm right about society. Society is like bigoted against conservatives instead of going like, well, I mean, society is bigoted against people who are bigots, you know? Right. It, it's only wrong when it goes against people you like. But when it goes against people you don't like, it's completely Yeah, that's justified. just the free market at work. You know, Kaepernick can't get a right. job because, uh, you know, the, the fans complained or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, now on the Browns, they just had the first white guy kneel down. It was like half the offense or so. I mean, it was like 12 yeah. people kneeled, and including, including the first white right. guy. Right. Uh, let's not forget, a, a white guy did it now. Thank like, you. I think it's white time. People, thank you. I think maybe it's time we reevaluate <laughs> this. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. changed, but maybe we need to take a second right. look yeah. at, at this whole kneeling situation. Maybe it's not yeah. so bad. Right. Although if I was calling, I'd already be in the Canadian Football League right now, just dominating, yeah, just shredding it up. Oh, absolutely! Smoking some weed in Vancouver, you know, that's the way to go. But I mean, it is it is pretty ridiculous. I mean, you look at some of the the quarterbacks out there. You know, it doesn't seem like he's like, well, he's just not good enough. Right. Like he he did okay. I mean, he didn't win the Super I mean, Bowl, but I mean, he wasn't team, the worst yeah. team. Every team has what three or four quarterbacks on the team, <laughs> right? I mean, He's got to be good enough to be within that amount of people. There's like to 90 be a backup or whatever. Yeah, right. exactly. No, I, it's totally political. But you've got in full circle. I mean, Jim Brown, a civil rights legend that played for the Cleveland Browns, you know, on Twitter saying, "Colin, you know, you've got there's owners to consult before you go out and do this kind of stuff." And it's like, dude, 
What? <laughs> yeah, no. right. Wait because, a second, uh, dude. Like, super rich this guy white guys CTE who have a track record of being incredibly racist are, are the best people that you want to be asking about stuff. Exactly. The ones that are your owners as you see them, you know. <laughs> right. Like, dude, no one owns right. people. <laughs> well, they and give it, him a paycheck. Right. That's all. I mean, and at the same time, you've got Tim Tebow who's kneeling, you know, and then being like, buy my signed Bibles online or whatever. <laughs> right. And they're just throwing him into sports left and right. You know, they just yeah. can't get enough of sure. it out there. Yep. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It, it really just, it, it depends. The way you feel about something just depends on who it's being applied to. And that's what right. it's sad. We don't have well, a complete Well, and that's, that's what makes standards. it especially frustrating that these guys are the, they're the warriors for like logic and reason. You know, they've, they've got a, conversational stranglehold on those terms like everything that i say is just super logical and i don't know why you're you know denying science um but you know the thing about science is that it tries to be internally consistent yeah well i mean and you think i think you know speaking of consistency i mean probably what's going to happen now is that they're going to turn around and try to say like oh well we'll just do it to antifa people or whatever people that we see out there protesting oh, for sure you know then we're going to just tell on them you know and try yep. to get them fired by doing a twitter campaign or whatever right, right. um and i guess it just kind of makes me wonder i mean kind of what you were saying before chuck is you know i understand like they certainly have the right to fire this dude but like, what are you really accomplishing by, like, ruining this dude's life other than driving him further into, like, isolation and radicalization, you know? It's, like, it's so sad that you have to be, like, well, let's, you know, let's get out there and find a job for some Nazis, yeah, you know, to help right. them out. Right. The Nazis are sad out there, you know? Exactly. You know, start a telethon or something. Well, and what's been, what's been fun is watching these guys kind of talk themselves into a pretty lefty philosophy of the importance of like workers unions, you know, cause if, sure. if like, if you don't, if you think that this is a workplace abuse, if you think that employers and you know, the people who hold all of the, the capital and therefore the power in your company are abusing their, their privileges, then that's when you unionize and you, um, you know, build in stronger speech protections for employees. But you know, they they wouldn't go so far as to say, you know, like, yeah, we need a union. Right. Although that would be hilarious. I would I would love to see a, a right wing. <laughs> right. I'd love to see, like, ANCAPs unionized. That would be just the best thing. Yeah. I mean, in mm. Europe, they have, they have parties like that where they're kind of like, you know, white nationalist socialists. You know what I mean? Saying, like, sure. we should have a bunch of government services and stuff, but maybe only for white right. people. Mm -hmm. So I think there could very well be, you know, a... Uh, a strong faction of these dudes who are who start getting into some of more of that stuff because that's the stuff you don't want to go out there and say you know hey we're nazis and we want to you know kill jews and black people but if you go out there and say like hey nazi we're nazis and we want more health care <laughs> you right. know people people will yeah. be like hmm interesting well it's funny because yeah. um, uh, i mean the fascists are kind of like the tech choice. bros you right. know because they're us we're we're watching in real time them kind of slowly reinventing a bunch of stuff that's good um so with the tech bros it's like they uh you know like people wanted more flavors of soylent so they added a whole bunch of flavors of soylent and it's like congratulations dudes you just reinvented food like people don't want to eat the yeah. same thing all the time you know <laughs> Um, right. and you know, it's like, yeah, the, Soylent's the great. You know what people like? Like, like carrots. Caps eventually always come back around to like, 
we need social protections. Like corporations shouldn't be able to, you know, like dump pollution in my backyard or deny people services based on their, their political expression. And it's like, congratulations, you just invented, you know, social democracy. Right. The fact that there's yeah. a lot with of overlap the tw- between tech twins of fascism, and sort of, like ANCAP <laughs> yeah. philosophy shouldn't be a massive surprise, actually. Well, the guy that got outed at UNO is a tech bro. He uh, He's going for MIS, Management Information Systems. Right. So he's totally on the tech campus. And, and this dude also believes that Nebraska and the Midwest should secede from the nation. So The, mid, mean, the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, that would, have, that would go over great. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Texas could pull part. it off. Right. Uh, we have very little yeah. ocean access, and it's going to make it That's right. impossible to – you know, move goods right. from one place to another. But yeah, it, it seems, hey, seems rational. Well, more and, border jobs. And so. it's great. I mean, you hear crazy stuff like how the like Russian troll army wants to like pretend that uh, like California is going to like secede from the right, United right. States. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that actually could be like economically viable as an independent state. The Midwest may not, I don't know. Like yeah. maybe I mean, not so an much. Agricultural powerhouse, but I mean, not if they keep voting against climate change well, legislation right. and they at lose least, all their good growing seasons. At least mm. California has like a coast. Like if you're Nebraska and you're like, we're going to secede from the United States. It's like, mm. uh, well, that's your literally only yep. border partner. So good, yeah, good o- luck overnight with that. we're <laughs> surrounded by the enemy. Like that, that was an <laughs> excellent tactical move. Can you imagine though Trump just Trying to go like, to war with the Dakotas? <laughs> doing like trade wars with California or invading California and stuff, having boundary disputes. They've got uh, <laughs> so. they've got what is it? MK thirteen, MS thirteen. I can't remember. MS yeah, thirteen. They've got MS thirteen. Oh, Mortal Kombat so. thirteen though. And, and that's KOTB. <laughs> New kids on the block thirteen. <laughs> well, hey, uh, before we before we wrap up this segment and take a break, I did want to mention a couple of. Uh, interesting good news items that are also from from our neck of the woods so uh, the Texas legislature the Republican run legislature has not been having the best uh, past like six weeks Um, they've had their voter ID law overturned for the fifth time in federal court uh, and have five (laughs) Pete record breaking yeah Yeah, that's that's right. right no we you know Go big or go home in Texas. Um, That's right. And they also just had a, a poor review of the way congressional districts are drawn in Texas, in particular the ones that cover Austin and San Antonio. And hmm. it's, you know, the, the deputy governor of Texas said, you know, the, you know we, we politely – decline the request of the court to redraw this and we'll be taking it up in court you know we'll 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 be taking it to the to the appeals and i mean i i love that i love that wording like no dude you guys just got smacked down in the courts you don't get to just say like that's an interesting suggestion that we stop disenfranchising black and hispanic voters uh but we're just gonna (laughs) you know politely you know like we're at a dinner party that i'm leaving soon or something that's great. Well, I think right. they're just using that. Uh, they're using that Arpaio strategy <laughs> that Trump has uh, is popularized here by like, hey, no matter how racist your contempt of court is, like maybe you'll just get one of them right. pardons. So yeah. you might as well give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. So the uh, the gerrymandering case is still in the works. Everyone's preparing their appeals briefs. The voter ID law is probably going to get appealed to the Fifth Circuit 
which is in New Orleans and historically isn't great for progressive causes, but even they agreed um, in the past couple of years that the way Texas draws congressional districts is super racist and it needs to change. Um, interesting note for friends of the show, one of the districts in this case involves a guy that we've spoken about before who's Blake Farenthold, the Texas congressman who mm-hmm. challenged a bunch of women to a duel. Uh, it's a duel. Yeah, over the over yeah. the health care. Yeah. It was, was more of a threat than a challenge. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you may also remember him from uh, his greatest hit where uh, Shelley Moore Capito, the Republican <laughs> senator, was ha- caught on a hot mic saying like, after he, because he challenged her to the duel right. or whatever, he threatened to shoot her, and she was like, "This guy's insane. <laughs> uh, I don't mean to be rude, but he's just like a repulsive human being to look at, <laughs> right. and he really is. Yeah. He is a, a horrific cartoon character of a, of a man." Well, because that picture was circulating, that picture was circulating Ugh, of in him the onesie. Um, with like a Playboy bunny or something yeah, at, like at a, a pajama party <laughs> right. and wearing like yeah, adult pajamas. Yeah, he's an pajamas. actual pajama boy. And Chuck, I'm, I'm so glad that you took us in this direction because my new favorite fact about Blake Farenthold is something that I found. I was looking up a little background on him for this episode and found a Wired piece that came out about a month ago where it was, we found Blake Farenthold's old like BBS, uh, like bulletin board, early internet comments and one of them he's talking about being at a jimmy buffett concert and he's like yeah i'm gonna party in the parking lot for a couple hours uh before the show and then later commented you know i liked i liked the one that i went to in austin better than the one in i think he's in san antonio or maybe dallas he's like because there were more women Mm. like flashing their tits at that one oh that's great that's (laughs) just wonderful to know about our right our elected rep here Right. Well, and another thing that this dude was, uh, this dude is a sitting congressman from Corpus Christi, Texas right now. Right. When Trump's, uh, when Trump's uh, Grab Him by the Pussy tape came out, he was interviewed and they, he was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm still going to support Trump. Oh, here. yeah. He was and they were like, were like, really? They, they asked him, you know, is this enough for you to. Like, what would it take? Yeah. And he was like, well. You know, I need to wait until all the facts are. I wouldn't want to jump to conclusions. That that seems like it'd be bad, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. And then later had to issue a written apology for not immediately saying, like, no, sexual assault is bad. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you could, yeah, just read my message board post. I think I made that very clear at the Jimmy Buffett concert, <laughs> right. you guys. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Blake Farenthold, we know you're a listener. Uh, come on the show. We'd love to We'd love to talk to you. I think it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> oh, for you. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, what do you think the chances are of flipping this guy out in Corpus Christi? I mean, I know that this next election in 2018 is not going to be great for Republicans, but you got seats like this guy, choke slam guy, right. you know, whoever they have well, up there. It's like and that's the they almost can't of this, lose it. Uh, gerrymandering case, you know, if the court can order, uh, basically where we are in the procedural posture is the districts have been declared unconstitutional. But the court has not issued anything in terms of suggested relief, which may just be right. a recommendation for how to redraw the districts. And at that point, yeah, it's right. it's possible that we end up with districts that right. you could actually get this guy out because he's terrible. Right. Well, 
And it, it's indefensible at this point to continue to have the districts drawn by partisan committees Absolutely. when there are people who are like, I built a, a, a like district drawing app that is just like can perfectly, you know, do anything you throw at it in like 10 right. seconds. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll just give it to you for free. You know, you don't have to pay a commission, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like just plug the geographical data into sure. this app and <laughs> right. it does it for you. Well, um, but the thing is, but people in tr- Texas are, you know, the, the ruling party in Texas is terrified of that because they know that the majority of the state is actually, um, right. you know, basically right. like poor college educated white people, black people and brown right. people of like a million different nationalities. Right. And that group tends to go for the Democrats. So, yeah, right. it's an existential threat for them. Right. Well, and I mean, if you let this system go on, you know, you know, and not without fixing these issues, you could have, you know, a country so crazy that like four out of the last five presidential elections, you know, would go to the person who won less votes because of the electoral right. college. <laughs> right. Um, you know, that would just be crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Trump is in charge of the census. The next census is in 2020. And that's when they redraw the districts again and reallocate the uh the House of Representatives. Yeah. So he's literally going to advocate for like a, a check mark on there that's like, "Am I an undocumented Hillary voter?" He just wants to know. He wants to see if people are <laughs> right. going to yeah. like self-report on that. Right. You just when you check the box, it just clamps on your arm <laughs> like a bear trap. <laughs> the clipboard yeah. just comes out. It's a great system. Flawless victory. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the Supreme Court that he packed full of uh, his his picks said that yeah, was fine. Sure. So I don't know. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> well, man, should we uh, should we take a little break here? Because I think we have a we have a pretty cool high note this week. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. Trust me. You know why I challenge you to do? Because you could beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so high yeah, notes so... this week. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Come on. So, you know, we always got to bring it out on a high note. And, That's right. uh, you know, there's so many. So we might do a couple. Um, you know, we might we might do a little bit of an extra stuffed show <laughs> full, of, full of high goodness right now. So one of the things that, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if it's a high note. So help me work through it, guys. Um, all of these resignation letters from all these different councils. Uh, I saw a headline recently. 69 people have now quit. Trump's nice. different advisory groups. Mm. Wink. <laughs> uh, so, and when they quit, they write these letters saying like, hey, we are all resigning mass resignation because we can't stand that, you know, Trump is, you know, refusing to explicitly condemn racism or whatever. But they spell out so every line will spell out like, if you read it down the row, it'll be like, resist. Yeah, they're doing or, these acrostic poems yeah. with... Uh, Impeach. Yeah, I think resist was the Arts and Humanities board. Yeah. And then there was another one just this past week, I think. Right. Well, it's almost like they feel like this is all going to be in the history books, and it's going to be like, the people resisted through poetry to the president. Yeah. They'll have this letter in the Smithsonian or whatever yeah. with like little highlighted right, you know, yeah. l- it, it, lines. It highlights impeach down the side yeah. for uh, – who was that guy who just resigned? Yeah. And look at this Look at this splendid use of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I think one of the craziest things was uh, on the on that Arts and Humanities Council, Melania Trump is like the official head of the council. Right, yeah, Whoops. like the honorary chairwoman. Yeah. Right, and so like her name is like on the official like resignation letterhead or whatever. Like, <laughs> Melania Trump presents a secret hidden, you know, high yeah. school poem. But I mean, do you do you think that Melania Trump even knew she was on that board, or was that just <laughs> I mean, a thing they stuck her on and? Yeah, I mean, probably not. I mean, I don't even think I mean, do you think that she even knew when Trump was running and when they won the election that she had like an official like government mandated job with like a salary and commissions (laughs) and a staff that she has to manage? She's like, I didn't interview for that. You know, (laughs) like (laughs) I didn't realize that I got right. And she was like, what? I have to move (laughs) like I have to move my house. Like, what are you talking about? Right. She's like, what are the benefits? Yeah, you mean I actually <laughs> yeah. have to live near him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel I feel bad for her, you know? I mean, again, it's like you don't want to feel bad for these people because they knew what they were getting into, but it's like it is it is almost a tragedy for what everybody was, who's not Trump. What was the board that she was on? That was like the Arts and Humanities Council, but I mean there's all they, kinds of stuff that she's supposed to be doing. She's should, supposed to be in charge of tours. They White should House have tours. spelled out divorce on the <laughs> side. <laughs> Well, but you know, there was this there was this epic subtweet with her about um, you know, when when they asked her what do you you know, what are you going to tackle as first lady and she immediately said, you know, I think online bullying and, you know, just being terrible to people <laughs> right. is, is a good project for the first lady. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. gotten out of hand. I mean, do you I, that was like had to be like her secret coded message to be like maybe if I say this out loud you know, Trump will will finally re-examine his life. But again, it's like she knows he's not going to do that. Right. Like. right. <laughs> well, what if, what if she uses this as her platform to collect evidence over over his administration, like the duration of it? And it's just like, look at all these times you did online bullying. You're going to make me look bad. You're fired as my husband. You know, <laughs> I divorced you. She's yeah. She's I working with she's working with Robert Mueller on like a co investigation of all the <laughs> online bullying. Dude. She's like, when I said that I was going to investigate, like I I was serious. Like this needs to stop. Oh man. <laughs> she gets the Nobel Prize for that shit. <laughs> Nobel Prize. Like, no first lady has ever got to those lengths to achieve their mission. <laughs> Well, Chuck, you had well, a you had a pretty uplifting story, I think. Yeah, well, you know, they're talking about bringing the jobs back, and in a state like Nebraska, it seems kind of hard because a lot of the big jobs have been leaving or looking to leave, um, or partnering up with other groups. But well, like young people leave all the time. Anybody who gets oh, an for sure. is like, I think I'd rather be living in you know a place that's not Nebraska. But we're in the running to bring those manufacturing jobs back. All right. Yeah, Omaha World Herald just had an article saying that Nebraska and Iowa are in the running for a $1.6 billion Toyota Mazda plant that would be assembling electric cars. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, jobs are coming back. Seems kind of cool. Possibly. We'll see. I mean, the, We're the, finalists. the modern manufacturing jobs are, are not really the same as like the old Detroit oh, for sure. style. I mean, it's like for there's sure. so many like robots and, and things like that yeah. involved now that it's it's kind of a very different job where you're more like supply chain management and, exactly. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But they're saying it's 4,000 employees. So, you know, that's 
4,000 jobs and however many robots, but, yeah. you know. No, that's a good deal. A I would still show yeah. up to that job dressed like Rosie the Riveter every single day. Uh, <laughs> mostly just because grease. coveralls and a, and a do-rag or a comfortable uniform, you know. Yeah, was she wearing a tank top, though? Like a... Oh, work shirt. inappropriate. Yeah, you know. no visible tattoos, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if Pete Ricketts is able to close the deal on that and make it enticing, right? Exactly. By giving away all taxes. Yeah, I'm sure they'll just pull they'll pull a Foxconn or whatever right. and be like, four thousand jobs. How about four billion dollars in tax incentives? Yep, you know? yep. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're kind of canceling out it takes the benefits. Like Fifty here. years to like pay off. <laughs> the difference yeah and the, exactly. the people who work at the plant absolutely don't see a positive impact in their lives like we're yeah. we're making more money but all of it goes to pay for my employer which i thought was what i was doing when i was at work anyway <laughs> matt we need to go on to your high note because we're just making this less high oh <laughs> we're bringing, we're bringing we this, too far we're bringing this all right fair down. enough no I, you know i i think i think potentially green jabs in nebraska that's that's a good step forward but absolutely but yeah I, I do have a high note and my high note was to congratulate you two on the 50th episode of liquid flannel and to thank you for bringing me on first as a guest and then making me a co-host because this oh, has been I... one of the best projects i've ever worked on and man watching the show develop over the past um what like six months that we've been doing it has been really cool. Yeah, yeah, man. It's almost a year. I appreciate it. Uh, well, for us, I mean, yeah. let's remind everyone, Matt wasn't there, okay? Yeah. This is all <laughs> me and you, Chuck. That's right. Say, no glory. Well, we're, we're the remaining brains from the pre-Trump liquid flannel era. So, you know. <laughs> it was what, definitely a dividing what, line. I was going to say, yeah, when Trump was, was elected... We're like we need more. We need reinforcements. So, right. you know, yeah. far in the far flung future, they'll be doing archaeological digs, and you'll just be able to see like, oh yeah, here's the line right here. Yeah. <laughs> you can see there was just a lot of styrofoam and and like old old red hats, nuclear just isotopes. piled up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, <laughs> some fissionable material uh, scattered throughout. It's it's yeah. very identifiable layer when you're looking through it. Yeah, <laughs> it's made it's made the first fifty episodes interesting. That's for sure. So, uh, <laughs> well, no. But, you know, I think the show has changed a lot, too, where we've been really good about getting cool guests on. And I think we have that's right. a lot more, you know, just really interesting people from various walks of life coming on uh, already. And I think as we grow, we're going to be able to, you know, keep bringing our listeners cool people whose points of view they want to hear. And cool ideas. I mean, you know, ideas for different types of episodes and things like that. I think that the... Uh, the creativity is just growing. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah, for you know? sure. And you know what? I want to put the call out there that, you know, if there's people out there listening who've been listening for a while and you have an idea of something that you think would be cool to talk about or even if you want to be on the show. Yeah, you know, for sure. Reach sure. out. Let us know. You know, hit us up on Twitter at liquid underscore flannel. Hit us up on our email at liquidflannelshow at gmail.com. Yeah, we love have, the fam. I have no shame, you know, drunkenly hitting people up on Twitter and saying, hey, we've got the show. You should come on it. That You'd be yeah. amazed at how often that works. If you ever want to get drunk and you need someone to talk to on Twitter, Matt the Great is the guy <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I've got a little... Uh, we, we had some calls over the past week, and I want to play this reel for you guys real quick. These are uh, all of our former guests um, who all had something to say about our 50th episode. Awesome. Let's do it. 
Hey guys, it's Danielle O'Farrell coming to you from New York City. Congratulations on 50 episodes. I understand that 50 is traditionally the gold anniversary, so... Hey guys, this is Qasim Rashid. I'm an attorney out of D.C. calling in to say congrats on your 50th episode. That's awesome. You guys are doing great work, and I'm looking forward to the next 50. This is Alexis Fiddle from Portland, Oregon. You guys have been killing it in your first 50 episodes, and I look forward to hearing all the future guests and interesting topics that you guys cover with your class, intelligence, raw humor, and overall uh, good journalism. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, this is Cooper Brinson from the Civil Liberties Defense Center. Uh, great to hear that Liquid Flannel is hitting 50 shows. Here's the many, many more. Hey, this is Peter Coffin. I have a YouTube channel. Good for me. I just want to congratulate you guys at Liquid Flannel on your 50th show. That's a big accomplishment, isn't it? And you better not stop, because if you stop, uh, I'll find you. Quick note, that is not a credible threat. Congratulations on 50, and here's to 50 more. This is Apollonia Geckner. I want to wish the folks over at Liquid Flannel a happy 50th episode. Y'all are doing an incredible job, and I look forward to many more. That was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm embarrassed now. It's like when people come and sing happy birthday to you in the restaurant and stuff, you know. Well, we also did get this other one. Um, that I I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. That it came through my email, but the it was like the date stamp was all messed up. It was I thought it was spam at first um, because the file looked like corrupted. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play it because um, the <laughs> one guest that we didn't hear from it looked like this might have something to do with him. Hello, hello. Are we transmitting? Are we getting any kind of signal? Bob, how can we tell if this damn thing is even working? Well, I'll, I'll just give it a shot. I just hope they're out there. Somewhere. Hello, Liquid Flannel. Are you listening? This is Patrick Ross from Kansas. I hope you can hear me. I wanted to send congratulations on your 100th podcast. I'm sure none of us believe we'd make it this far. Thank God you've been able to keep the podcast coming from your secret bunker as the legacy of the Trump presidency continues on. Hard to believe he's gone. I mean, most of us didn't expect him to last for four years, but nobody thought he'd go out like that. I guess Melania couldn't stand him any more than we could. Of course, now we're stuck with President Pence and the God Squad. Excuse that background noise. It's been a little chaotic since the frack quake leveled the college a couple of months ago. It has been hard to teach classes in all this rubble, but at least we're no longer getting regular visits from Pence's culture cops. Hard to run a biology class when the threat of castration is looming over your head for teaching evolution. Well, enough about my problems. Uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to Brendan and Chuck for keeping the podcast a shining light of rationality in all this darkness. Such a shame about Matt, poor dumb bastard. Can't believe he thought he'd stop Trump from hollowing out the last remaining redwoods and turning them into condos by chaining himself to those trees. That brave, beautiful idiot. I miss him. I hope he still recognizes us when he gets out of the Bannon re-education camps. Oh, looks like we're getting some interference here. I think we're going to lose the signal. I'm going to sign out. 
So uh, liquid flannel, keep them coming, keep broadcasting, keep spreading the word, keep hope alive. That was futuristic. Oh my god, that was amazing! <laughs> that was amazing. And thank you to everybody. That this this it was really cool to hear. Well, all I'm that. glad you didn't die either, because <laughs> you're right here. Well, you you know. Stay tuned to, you know, oh, when episode right. 100 rolls yeah. around and see, yeah, you know. Yeah, we have a year to fulfill this prophecy. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling really uncomfortable about that message. <laughs> Do you think we should we lean into it or should we try to fight our destiny? Matt, I think you should lean into it. Go for it, dude. I mean, it all, it all depends on whether you think that open or closed time loops are a thing. And, um, you know, I like Back to the Future, but Primer <sighs> makes more sense logically. Well, and, you know... There's... In the Trump world, every door's a revolving one. Well, we got <laughs> we got that Game of Thrones going on, and there's a little bit of a little time travel twist in there. Um, spoilers for like three seasons ago on <laughs> Game of Thrones or whatever. Oh, man, but I was about to watch that. We wanted to watch. We wanted to make Trump. Uh, we wanted to make Chuck watch. He's never watched Game of Thrones. Nope. You've never seen single, any of it. Not a single minute of any season. No. So not we wanted to make. Chuck, watch the se- the season finale coming up here. <laughs> Without then, knowing anything yeah. about any episode. And, you know, we'll have him give us his review. Yeah, I think how we absolutely he, How we think it that. was. That'd be awesome, yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear that episode, hit us up on Twitter, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. As well as any other episode, and we'll see about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I think as we go along, we're going to continue to you know, bring you good shows and, you know, there's all sorts of bonus audio that never really gets released, but we'd like to work out a way to get that to you as well in this next 50 episodes. Maybe we'll be looking at, you know, people want to throw us a couple of bucks because they like the show, then we we can get them extra content for that. Yeah. You know, we we often do like a pre-show discussion that is maybe sometimes a little bit more freewheeling, <laughs> yeah. not as not as uh, thought through and planned out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to uh, to get some of that stuff out there. I think people might enjoy it if they yeah. if they like the regular show. Oh yeah, that's right. And I don't think our episode one is out there anymore on SoundCloud. But uh, I was thinking it'd be kind of funny to maybe one day if we got big, just press it on vinyl and mm. put it out there <laughs> for, to, for the a, true fans. I hope I know? still have that file. I don't know. We oh, need I have, do it. Some, I have some, it. need to do some digital uh, archaeology here. Oh, I've, I've got it on a on a thumb drive. Nice. So, yeah. Make sure you back that up. We don't want to lose that. Oh. In, the, in, the, uh, in the bunker apocalypse, I'll put that's it in a be safety deposit box. Precious. <laughs> At a credit union, not a big bank, because <laughs> they will use it to uh, invest in derivatives. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. So yeah, thanks guys. Congratulations on 50 episodes. It's a big deal. Thank you. It's been great. It's really been fun and the time's really flown. So I can't wait to see what 50 more brings. So, you know, and uh, we wouldn't be doing any of this without you, the listeners. So we thank you for tuning in every week and um, joining us and sharing the message and hitting us up on all the social media. So great yeah so yeah hit us up on facebook uh hit us up on twitter at liquid underscore flannel just you know just start googling liquid flannel you'll find the stuff us, it, it, know, it does a great job at finding YouTube, things facebook all of it so you know liquid underscore flannel at twitter and you can find me at shaggy two trope brendan where can they find you i'm at brendan williams with one l and matt where are you at i'm at matt the great with a w all right thanks for tuning in happy 50th everyone and we'll see you next week 50!
that's crazy, man. 50 nifty, getting shifty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crazy, there's some weather going on down in the south, and in the south, that's where our buddy Matt, the great Matthew Hodges, is located. Okay, one more, that, that one, one more. No problem. Our, di- our Dixieland correspondent. Our Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> okay.